Hi, this is Russ Teitelman, and you're listening to Fab Four Free For All. And welcome to another uh, edition of Fab Four Free For All, the All You Can Eat podcast. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know where that came from. It's an but egg buffet. It is an egg buffet. And, and we say that because today we're going to be continuing our review and analysis of Back to the Egg. And we have part two, which I promised you last time. So uh, now we're, we're delivering. And uh, I am your moderator, Mitch Axelrod. And joining me as they always do, and of course they're going to be on part two because they were on part one, uh, Will would be Rob Leonard. And I am the Eggman. Goo-goo-goo-choo. Thank you. <laughs> Goo-goo-goo-juber. Sorry. I need, I need some hash browns right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> to go with your eggs? I need ha- you talk about eggs. Cool. I need, I need hash browns right now. Corned beef hash. All right, so where did we leave off? The next song is Old Siam, Sir. This song totally uh, conflicts me. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. It's got it. a great riff. Great riff. An earworm riff. His raspy voice works for this because that's what he's coming off as i love the middle eight you know great it just goes nowhere the song really doesn't go anywhere uh it goes on a bit too long but it's definitely too long but the double time pickup at the end is redeeming the double time change at the end, I think, redeems the length to a degree. Uh, you know song. what? This song is 411. It could have easily been 311. Yeah. It could have right. definitely been 311. I still. It's produced just like Spin It On. It right. is. It's a duplicate production wise, I think. See, for me, it, like I, this is. It's always been a favorite of mine from the album, but, but it's also. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I connect it to Venus and Mars. I've always connected this song to Venus and Mars. I feel like this record, this song wouldn't have been out of place on Venus and well, Mars. Well, a lot of, but just so we know, a lot of this stuff on this album was done earlier. Was written in earlier. 74. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. mentioned stuff that. Stuff on the piano tape. That, yeah. yeah, I mean, good, right. even, even I think, tape. I thought Getting Closer was also yeah, was uh, yeah. a very much yeah. earlier yeah. song. Um, so, you know, maybe. Maybe the opening, that maybe that connects to Venus and Mars for me. See, to me, I, the uh, the middle eight, the... Yeah. Well, that, to me, sounds like... Could be, un- could yeah. be anything. To me, there's a connection to Ram vocally on it, with him kind of stretching vocally. What I like about this track is that noises or sounds or vibe that he would have, a year or two earlier, would have used an orchestra to make, yeah. he's now letting the band make. Chris yeah. Thomas, he's stripped down. If this had been a couple of years earlier and a different producer, George Martin would have thrown an orchestra on top of this track to, to make some of the oh, bigger- I don't know about that. The bigger noises that he wanted to make. I, I'm not sure on orchestra, but I think there would have been other noises. String, yeah, something. So other noises, Great yeah. drum sound on this record. Great, great drum a, a work great on this record. It's a, it's Layered guitars on it, the likes of which Paul had never done. He had never done that kind of guitar layering. I don't think that, the band on the run, yeah, the song. Um, and, and with acoustics, maybe. See, the guitars on this remind but, me a lot of Def Leppard's um, Bringing on the Heartache. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. There, Only a few years earlier. Uh, there's an now. absence yeah, of not. acoustic guitars, which is for the first time. Paul would sometimes always throw an acoustic in the mix to get that sound. Yeah. It's good that he doesn't do it on this track. Simple bass line and stuff, but I just always thought this was a yeah. really well done track. I, it's, to me, it, it continues this great, really, really strong side one. Um, you're right, it's too long. 
yeah. which is you know something just a little something that happens with Paul's song sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, um, <laughs> motor of love. Yeah, okay. six minutes and twenty one okay, seconds. There yeah. you go. Later that same day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I had I, I like Paul's vocal on this too. I like the way he's he's not singing in a comfortable vocal on this. That's why I, I, I well think. He, the whole song takes him out of his comfort. Right. Home. That's why I like it a lot. I, think. I heard he tried this in a sound check a couple of months ago and he had to cancel the next five shows. <laughs> so. I, I, well, it would have been true at this point. <laughs> and but, I was just playing the piano. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't it, even sing. But it's a good. It's a good. It's a good. There's a lot of good things about this song. Um, the riffs, the the vocals, the playing. Um, but it's not a fantastic super song. See, that's, if I he think that's the done... best way to describe it. There's a lot of good things about that's it. That's a really good. That's yes, interesting. But it's, but it's not it's like right. yeah. The sum of the parts You're is right. not as good as the parts right. themselves. Yes, I that's agree. That's intriguing. Maybe that's. It's like that's he had all these little bits and he made a song, but it's not like it's not a great song. Right. They're great bits. But it may but not be my favorite song of the album. You're right. It may be my best some... favorite collection of right, bits. Of bits. Yeah. You know, I I don't know. I just so I, I have no problem with that. So far, listening to this record, it's a different sound for Paul. It's it's like okay, I, I I can see, especially if you think about 1979, not now. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. You know, nowadays Paul put out, puts out a record. He doesn't think about the charts. He was still thinking about charts yes. at this moment, and yes. and and it shows differently how music can get created differently if, based on. When you think or who's going to hear it, yeah. you know Bob Dylan doesn't care what he writes or or whatever because he's not going to sell the way he did in the seventies. But it doesn't matter to him. And the same, same with Springsteen and and so many others. And I think this album, Paul's still caring about you know what how he's going to be so interpreted well, uh, on the charts as a chart um, guy. If the song now, was, you'll say, well, he's with on the charts with Rihanna and and whatever, but and Kanye and Kanye, but you know that's a whole other thing. I, you said Rihanna at first. I was Did like, I now, Rihanna? well, she no, you said Rihanna. Like oh, okay. but, <laughs> nice. But I, I thought you were going to say Rihanna. And I was like, well, yeah, he was on the charts with Rihanna. I guess. <laughs> but you know what, though, if this song was Looking double time, to the Buckingham McVie album, by the way, yeah, McVie, yeah, yes. Christine. But, if this would have been double timed of the whole song, I think it would have made it more interesting. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. can see that. Yeah, it would have. It wouldn't have seemed. Maybe so that's long. why you want to speed it up. <laughs> well, no, but no, you know, again, if he's doing, it wouldn't have seemed like a four-minute song. But when you go, but it would have been far less interesting. Maybe. Maybe it's. I don't know. It's maybe we'll try it again. It's the idea too that this is a lot closer to Led Zeppelin than punk. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I never point. considered Led Zeppelin a lot Zeppelin closer punk. to Led Zeppelin I mean, yeah. than, than it is punk. All right, Good so anyway, point. we're going to end side one, if you've got the album. Yes. With, to me, a great, great closer. I, I really believe it's a really good side closer. Not an album closer, but a good side closer. Arrow Through Me. Oh. A great vocal. The drumming. I just love that little... I mean, yes. I, I do it on my dashboard yes. every time I cannot... I'm, I'm a drummer, but... Anybody, yes. I mean, when you hear it, that little drumming thing gets in your ear totally. as an earworm as well. It is as pure as pure McCartney can be. Yep. It really is. The yep. bass yep. line on this song oh. is incredible. Yep. It's very dated, but because of the way it's produced, it's it, got the synth. Yes, it is. Come it's, on. It's dated, but you know what it is, though? It's, like, it still sounds good. I didn't say it didn't. Some dated songs just don't sound good because yes. they're so dated. Like there are a couple, like Wake Up My Love. You know, on, on George's song. Beep, 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 beep. Right, exactly. That's yeah. that's typical 80s synth. This is not, you know, but it's got sounds that could be interpreted as. To me, this is Paul doing Stevie Wonder again. It, Maybe. This is Paul's Stevie Wonder thing on the record. 
Maybe. It's, and I, I wrote here, it's Paul doing Stevie Wonder. It works much better than the thing he actually did with Stevie Wonder. Um, <laughs> and and if, you, if you listen, it, it sounds flipping amazing on yeah. Pure McCartney. Yeah. On Pure McCartney, amazing. it is well, so well um, remastered. Well, I, that's, that's the thing. Yeah, we're waiting for the remastering. Yeah, the way, uh, I, yeah. I can't stand, usually can't stand synth horns. I know, but this But it works. really works on this, and I don't know why. When the album came out, I thought it was a bit of an anomaly. And again, I was I was into punk, I was into new wave. So I at liked the time, this, right this song was like a guilty pleasure in a way for this, me. This but song, it's just you, you so said great. synthesizer. I'm sorry, synthesizer, bassline was it? Or no horns. horns. Yeah, I never really noticed the synthesizer horns. I think to me, it fits in with the whole album and the whole side. Yeah, this to and, me, and this song especially. And this song to me is the biggest precursor. To McCartney too. Oh, I, I don't know. On, I don't think you go from Arrow to him into Dark Room. I, I if actually you no. I, to, actually, I can see that very much yeah. more than uh, than maybe. Uh, well, maybe, I just, movies, maybe, maybe I just blew my own yeah. cover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I just I, 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 do too. I. Now that I'm thinking about it, I can. Yeah. Especially with the did it did it. Yeah. I can easily see. There's a or waterfalls. Totally. Yeah. Waterfalls <laughs> would fit. Per- As a matter of fact, I'm going to use that that segue next week. Oh, waterfalls. Waterfalls go really good with out of this. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Arrow threw like me, it. you know, uh, again, a single. I'm not sure. Did it go top 40? No, it didn't. No. But it's so out there as a song. I don't think it was for its time. And I don't mean that, you know, if, I, if he would have put it out earlier or later in his career. No, but, because. But, but because the, of the punk movement, this was so pure McCartney, yeah. he couldn't get away but with it. But the bass line was, it's almost like he wrote it on one instrument and played it on the other. Uh, yep. That's yep. the impression I got because it's so not natural in, in its sound. And Elvis Costello has called this one of his favorite McCartney songs. Oh, of really? All time. I yeah, that. yeah, he's, yeah. He mentioned that. that uh, he mentioned it several. I thought bit pop. <laughs> but lyrically, though, it's but, another one of those. Go ahead. Yeah. So it's, I was going to say, lyrically, it's a very strong song too. It is, but but listen to the lyrics. Yeah. You know, you couldn't have found a more down hero. Great line. Yeah. If you'd have started at nothing and, and counted and to, to zero. zero. Right. Wait. You can't go from nothing to zero. It's another it's zero. One of those, what the hell does that mean? But Maybe somehow well, in, in, in negative five to zero is no. He says if you if started at nothing. nothing. Well, nothing's different zero. than zero. Zero is zero. I know, but it's, I like that line. I, I do too. I was, I was, but this is what I mean. I do too. I love that line. But normally, I'm the first one to knock that to slam right. his. What the hell is he talking about? Lyrics, but for some reason. I, this record, he gets away with it more than only a be, lot of his listen, other stuff. If the, if the song wasn't so catchy, any of the songs weren't so catchy, and you'd want to heard these, yeah. you'd, you'd, you'd want to say, him over it. "Yeah, right. exactly." I, I have right. nothing wrong with this song. I was, um, I just love everything about this. And again, he's singing a little bit out of his key in, in certain parts, which I think add to the emotion of the song. I think it's it's. You know, I, this is one of those songs you wish that Paul had. Followed in his career, yeah. Meaning, yeah. You know, bring it along. You know, okay, in '89, we're going to play it, or we're going to play this somewhere else. Yes. Or, yeah. And, you know, and it was just unfortunate. I, what I like about the song is that he starts off in typical McCartney voice, and he does add the rasp to it, which is very effective in the song. Yes, uh, it really does. Yeah. When he starts singing the "Come on, get up," yeah. and then he goes right back into McCartney again. It's like, whoa, uh, that that it's effective. Ooh, hey, he's got that nice, clean falsetto there. The yeah, final yeah. flame. Yeah, yeah. No, it he's, works. He's got a nice, you know, it, it does work. It's a really good song. And, yeah, and, and the "Ooh, baby," I just thought of this. Oh, is a little bit of a takeoff of "Ooh, baby, baby." Absolutely from uh, yeah. the Miracle. So yeah. 
it, but it works perfect. It's a great little lift and um, a nice side closer. Would everybody yeah, agree? Yes. Oh, definitely. 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 Good I, I, to go with that. Right. So now, now we are when Rob finishes his little interlude. Now jamming with Rob Larry. But you know, I wish someone else would cover the song. This would be a good song to cover. Who is covering this song? No, I don't know, but someone. Who could? I don't know. One of the girls. Nora Jones, Alicia Keys. Nora would make it too jazzy. I don't it know. could be jazzy. I know that, but it would it'd be too jazzy. Yeah, but um, you know, yeah, somebody could. One of the girls Diana could cover this. Diana Crawl. Wow, that'd be different, though. I'd, that'd be, be that'd nice. be different. All right, so now if we are we're pretending because everybody now has uh, turntables again because vinyl is back. So we flip the record and we're going over easy now. Now it's over easy with Paul McCartney. But we start off the over easy side not so easy. We start off with the all-star jam with the weirdest lyric you'll ever know, but it's uh, the Rockestra theme, which Paul decided, you know, he's going to call, you know, about a thousand of his friends. I'm kidding about a thousand, but a lot of his friends come in and they record a couple of songs with Paul. Uh, one is at the end of this side, but they do Rockestra with a bunch of people uh, I'm not going to name everybody because, you know, we, we know. Yeah. Google it. Yeah, exactly. But he he comes in with this really cool opener, I thought. Oh. I, th- I think this is a great opening song for this side. I'm going to say I agree with you. Okay. I'll say that. But the one thing that I have to say is that the press ruined this song for me. Well, because they, they said McCartney's going oh, in. With, I they know. overhyped this recording session. There was just uber hype around. Well, this. because he this had fifty be... people of every, you know, a big name, right, coming but, into his studio, and people were like, "What is he doing?" And they had you believing that it was something that it was absolutely never super meant group, to be. right? It was just like everyone thought this was going to be some like nine minute burst of musical masturbation, right? You know, with all these. Instead, rock and we didn't have any dinner. Instead, what you have is the whole idea. Of what Paul was trying to accomplish. Right. It's a rockestra. What the title is going for is, this is the big band sound of the 40s, where the band would vamp for a bunch of things with a repeated lick, and then the band would stop, and all the band Pennsylvania 6, 5,000. Yep. Right, exactly. Bingo. That's exactly what he was going for, and truthfully, that's exactly what he The only problem was that at this time... You know, the rumors of Beatles reunions were, were all over the place. That's true. And all of a sudden, into his studio, because the press doesn't know what he's doing. No. And they're not looking at it as rockestra. They didn't know it was a rockestra. And they see all these big names going into his studio. So you're right. It killed it. Totally killed it. Just to mention, what does it say right there on my sheet? I don't, I don't know. Pennsylvania 65,000. Oh, uh. <laughs> That's too funny that you just well, pull that out. I think one of it the says problems... It online, too. Does the, it really? The problems yeah, with this song, and, and so glad to see you here, the other uh, See, I like the other one better than this. Is that they shouldn't have been on this record. Oh, I don't think... I think you're wrong. That should have been a standalone single? Yeah, and I think Maybe. one of the problems I, uh, yeah. were... Ooh, that's a good point. Credited that, to Rockestra. Wouldn't that yeah, be fun? Yeah, and I think this is why Side 2, for Rockestra. me, starts to get a little weird, because... There are two rockester songs. It's not just one. Where well, it's, one it's, is yes. a real song. This right. is more of a but the, like the, you said. But no, this is an instrumental. Like exactly yes. what you said. Pennsylvania six five thousand, and there's a hundred other instrumentals. You know, go find the Glenn Miller Orchestra, and you'll find yeah. out. To me, this was such a good song. It should not have been on this record because I think it took away with. You see all the people on it. It's like 
oh wow! I mean, you got David Gilmore, you got John Paul Jones, you got but if you didn't Townsend, know that you got Hank Marvin on here, but if you didn't know that and you just took it at face value, would this have? done anything on the radio. I mean, it's a bunch of people playing a repeated lick no. over and over again, and then people yelling out, why haven't I had any dinner? Yes, it's kind of I, funny. I, I, think, yeah, I because... think this would have been a great single release as Rockestra, but then there's all the other things that go along with Rockestra, you know, like record company contracts and, and everything with that. And I would imagine he probably had to agree that it wasn't going to be a that, and that's right. And that's probably... Because then right. what do you do with the royalties? Right. right. And then you're probably right about that. I love Rockestra theme, even though it's another song getting closer in this song from this that 74 piano tape that we're, we were talking about before. This yeah. song, when we've heard the piano tape, yeah. dun, it's, dun, it's dun, much slower. Dun. Yeah, and, yeah, that's true. And it's really not much of a song. And it's still not much of a song, but when you add this orchestra of rock and roll players. Yeah, and it it's because also that middle break to down, right. down, down, down. Right, but that gives it a little balls. But it, become, it yeah. becomes it really a does. better song with this whole group. And you see where Paul was going with it, and you wish that this was something separate, because I think it, it interferes with this record. I think that's an interesting concept. I, I don't agree only because I just think the logistics would have been really difficult. That, that but, I agree with. But you know, he, there is a video of it floating around. And, well, yeah. the making oh, of. Yeah. The yeah. Making like so a half we, hour. Yeah. yeah, so we do hope that when this gets that to the will DVD be stage, we have but, the best, but the best quality we have is still not great quality. For some oh, reason. the version yeah. I have is, yeah. is like 40 generations down. But, the, but the, yeah. the weird thing about this song... It won a freaking Grammy for the best instrumental of the yep. year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. So it deserves it. It, it deserves it. Yes, it does, but it's, it's a weird song. And but it is kind of fun, the whole, like, why haven't I had any dinner? Like, a bunch of musicians that's a locked degree in a room. Yes, yeah. I didn't you know. know what they were saying. I knew it said something about dinner. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, it's, again, why have I have not had any dinner. I, well, I always yeah. thought it was, I have not had any dinner. Yeah. Not, it, why it, haven't it's, I? It's, I thought it was, I have not. It's like, okay, eat. Yeah, no, it's, 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 <laughs> it's basically eat. just, we've been stuck doing this all day. I know. Why but, but haven't I had any dinner? But musicians get that way. You know, they, they're yeah. recording, and you know, they haven't eaten, and they're waiting. And well, so that's best, really funny to have the band stand right, up right. and say yeah, that. Why haven't I had any dinner? But I love it. I wish, like, high school marching bands would pick up on this This is a great. That's kind of funny, actually. This is a great. Type the of marching big, band going, they stop. Why haven't I had any dinner? Well, if they stop and sing, Pennsylvania yeah, sings 5,000. You know what, though? This song, to me, the funniest, funniest version of, or the best to me, version of this song is Campuchia. at Campuchia. Oh, absolutely. When you see oh, it, though. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Pete Townsend is three sheets to the <laughs> oh, wind, totally. leaning on Paul. And, I'm not going to wear your stupid right, outfit, right. McCartney. And he, and he Bugger off. He was the only one who didn't wear it. Yeah. And there's, you know, everybody on stage, and there's him. Totally three sheets no, to no, the he's wind. About Seventeen yeah, sheets. Yeah, to well, the wind. Right. and he's, he's a full. And, he's a full oh, sheet factory to the wind. <laughs> he's full of sheets. He doesn't and, give a sheet either. Right, exactly. And he's got his head on. And you can see Paul getting mad. Yes, like yes. you know, cut it out. But that makes it to, even more fun. No, it does. And oh the other God. part about it is that, um, like, when they do the when the Rockestra did Campuchia and they did Let It Be live, right. uh, all shout outs to Lawrence Juber because every great guitarist. Uh, gave way to Lawrence Juber, and he yes. ripped yes. the solo. Yeah. So anyway, totally. that's different, yeah. but totally. but that's part of the the whole Rockstar thing. Uh, so let's get to the next song, and, and it's weird, Rob. You and I have different pictures of or in our heads of this side because you keep saying, "Well, side two loses me." I love it because it becomes, I think, more typical McCartney. 
like that, to you. That's, that's true. I like to you. To you is the next song. Yeah. I like to you. It's a bit new wave-ish, but it's polished pop. So it's absolutely. It's, it's on a border of both. Yeah. I love the way it's produced. I love the fresh sound of the guitar. Yep. And I I like the drum sound. The drum sounds great. Yeah. It, to me, it's so McCartney. Mm. This could have fit on London Town. Yes. Totally. To you. Totally. I, I love this song. I really. I, I think it's a really I, good I song. I love. I love to you. I, to me, it's a great song, but it. I don't think this is where I started to lose side two. It's, it's the next couple of songs after. Okay, that's fair so, enough. Again, but, sequencing but, has a lot to do with the next few songs. Yeah, so. And I think if maybe one of them was on side one and, and instead of maybe, in a row. Yeah. I, find I, that, that. I find that side two of Back to the Egg, to me, is more of an album. Side one is more a collection of songs. Uh, I, no, I think I, I, I and I, I, I'm I not saying that side opposite, two actually. is more cohesive. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that side one strikes me as like we're putting some songs in a row and sequencing. I think side two, these are the album tracks. Maybe you know, like uh, so. It's not. I'm, I'm not explaining myself. No, well, you but are. I, you I are. Just, you know. But to you, like I, you know, you're thinking in of a way, ends. you're thinking of bookends. Yes, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. The way bookends are set up. Yeah, like, side one, right. single side, side two. Side two is. is the, you're absolutely right. That's I think is it. To me, like to you, it's like I, my note is, what the hell is this with the word hell in big I, letters? I don't know. And it's it's like <laughs> stepping on toes. Keep it out of my nose. The only thing I'm thinking here is not to be, but this could have been taken very literally. During the late seventies, this could have been a cocaine reference. What if it happened to you? Just what if? It, but if the same thing happened to you, but it's not that all the lyrics. I know, is, but I, it, not it, everything. The same fit. Thing, you know, are people trying to pass coke to him? Everybody's coked at this right. period in the late seventies. So he's making the line about keep it out of my nose, which is interesting. Well, it could be anything. No, I mean, they, yeah. we could be really interpreting it. Oh, yeah, really. but, but no, that keep it out of my line. nose. Like, keep your nose yeah, out of my absolutely. business. Yeah, absolutely. Keep your nose out of my yeah, business. That's I what I always that. thought yeah. more of it. Yeah. But, but it was now, just now that I think about it, what you late said, 70s. Yeah, but Paul timing. never would have come out with a blatant cocaine, so to speak, But it's an anti-cocaine line. I know it is, but Paul was always that... Well, yeah, thumbs up, and I don't think he even would have put that in his. You know, Maybe he was, hey, he, whenever he sings high, 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 it's never body gun. It's always my poly gun. Yeah, so he gets a little yeah, crazy when he gets. You know, yeah. it's high, 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 like hello. Yeah, sure. yeah, high. okay, right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, but there's some really, really, really strange, but really tasty guitar breaks. That are slathered in sauce on this rec- on this, yeah, this on track, track, which make them kind of forgotten. And like, there's a keyboard which may just be a voice with really heavy vibrato, and you don't know whether it's a voice or a keyboard. So it is. This it's needs really, a remixing. It needs a remixing. At the same time, though, it's a really interesting production. I think it is. Yeah. Version. No, I mean, but if it's cleaned up. I think it would sound even better. Yeah. yeah, it's a whole different yes. track. That, yeah. I'm with you guys. I, I really enjoy this song a lot. There's a lot going on there. And again, it's, it continues this whole album where Paul's trying to just do something totally different. Yeah. And yeah. It, but it, has he misstepped yet? No. Not really, no. Not, not Nothing. We didn't say he misstepped on side one. No, we didn't. And not really, so far, no. Side, no. side two, the first two songs, he's not misstepping yet. No. no. As much as I think Rockestra is different. Ma- different, maybe didn't belong on this album per it, se. It's still. It's a great song. Still. Right. All right. And, so, it, and it's a great opener, side, you know, a yeah, side opener. Well, you, can't, you can't deny that. No, at all. it's a. Big, I big mean, song ooh, to open it, right. You know, you, 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 nothing, you, nothing subtle about that opener. It wouldn't have been a good album opener. 
But it would have been, it is a good side opener. You know, you know what? That's a good point. That's a very good You know what? Because we were talking about reception going into getting closer. If you reverse the side, mm-hmm. let's say you put the wrong side on first and you get Rockestra. It's not as it's, good. It's, it, it's it, weird. It will take you in a different area. Good it point. definitely does. Good point. So it's a great side opener, not an album opener. Good point. Now here's where I think the album gets a little, this not is... strange, but goes in a different direction. And again, I think sequencing yes. uh, would help. But it's after the ball in Million Miles. We all know McCartney loves his little medleys and sweets. Yes, he and does. Sometimes he does it works, it. and sometimes uh, yes, sometimes you get this. So, so there's but there's two in a row. <laughs> yeah, and, and that I think was why I mean my sequencing comment. If if the sequencing is different, where maybe one of these or the next one is on is, is on one of the other sides, it doesn't make it as obvious. I actually think that it would have been just as easy, even though there's silence. For a second or two, yeah. Um, if you think about Abbey Road, we look at the Abbey Road medley as being a whole medley, despite the fact that there's a silent gap before Golden Slumbers. Right. We think of that whole side as being. A, I put here, to me, the two are a suite. This this is a continuation of the above. So I think, the four of them. You mean. I think the four pieces are and the, the two suite. Songs I don't suit. really. When I first heard the album, I used to look at it as two songs that are both two songs within them. I listening, yeah, sweet, listening sweet. to it now cohesively through the album. Yeah, it's kind of like it's a suite with a silent gap in there. Uh, I don't see. I, I don't I, so. No, I, I agree. With, I, I agree with that. My only problem with it is, I really like "After the Ball" and I love "Love Awake." It's the other two songs I could. Well, the, let's just talk about "After the Ball" and yeah, Million, Miles. "Million Miles." It's sort of like a Celtic, Gos- Celtic gospel. Celtic gospel. That's exactly it's, it's what weird. it is. Yeah, very and, strange. And, I'm not crazy about these, very gospel-flavored. I mean, they're, they're, it's four minutes for these two songs, which is okay because if you put each one separately, it's only two minutes. Mm-hmm. So that's all right, but I don't know what direction he wants to go in. There's accordion in Million Miles, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, After the Ball is very nice, and he has that rasp again, and it's slow and a little dirgy, but it works. A uh, Million Miles then, to me... I don't know. I think if he would have worked on After but, but the Ball a little more and extended it and taken out Million Miles and had it as an extra song on a, a side two or something, meaning of a single or something, it would have been okay. But it, it totally throws off this album. And you said totally. it. It's a dirge, and we've just heard the, all this rock and roll. And it's just right. it's, it's a very much a stop-in-your-tracks moment very. of the album. And it doesn't really go anywhere. That's maybe my problem with that whole, these four songs, even though I like two of the four. <laughs> Which is strange. You know, you, like, no. Because Love Awake sounds fantastic. So he, no, so I have a different opinion. But After the Ball is, you know, a good opener, and then it sort of gets lost in that middle part. And then, it, But to me, like the brake, you're hitting the brake where you're driving 70 miles an hour, you know. It's like hearing Helen Wheels the entire oh, time. Oh, yeah. And then I mean, all of a sudden I, it's like... I agree with you, but he's he's done that before. Yeah, but this he's done it before, you know. but it worked better. Like if he'd gone into um, a Baby's Request... From to you, it would, I think it would be a different breaking moment okay. than this. These two songs, well, these four songs, really together, because to me, this really stops a whole album. Where Baby's Request sort of continues as a song, even though it is a slow, moody, old style song. It's much interesting, n- but much to me, more flowing than these. Yeah, this sort of is a, a real heavy break, and it's not. If it was just two songs and not the four, it might be different. 
that, that, that's my my problem with these two songs, well, these two things or four things in the album. You know, I was saying that I think, despite the fact that it's a single verse, this song, he fleshes it out. He still gets two minutes out of it that's actually, I think, is two interesting minutes in a way. For but which one? Million Miles? For, for After the Ball, I think. And I think for even for Million Miles, too. I think, like I always, my question is, lyrically, is it a Linda saved me after a party? <laughs> You know, kind of thing. You mean after the ball? Yeah, Uh. yeah. But the only thing that really bugs me about this album, really musically bugs me, the one standout, Uh. the transition between these two parts of this first suite are really sloppy. The harmonica accordion transition between the two parts of this, quote, suite are just sloppy. Well, it it leads, well, the, the, the harmonica accordion leads you into Million Miles, Miles, which is featured in that song. It is, but it's, it's sloppy. I, I, like, okay. sonically, it, it, I'd love to see that little bit redone mm. if you're going to read. But anyway, the gospel vibe, and, and maybe that's the reason why they're linked, that the gospel vibe Yeah, but he did the, the gospel two. vibe a lot better in Souvenir. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. that. that yeah, that's but, a good point. Good yeah. point. Anyway, all right. So, all right, so then we get to- Winter Love? Yeah, Winter Rose and Love. Winter Love. Winter Love. Winter Rose. <laughs> winter Rose and Love Awake. Now, I, I'm sorry, Rob- I, I, I really, I really I enjoy both of these. Yes. I think these two work so much better than the first two. They're just more polished. The only problem I have, I think he could have easily had Winter Rose and Love Awake as two separate songs. Totally. And they would have been yeah, totally. incredible because they're five minutes yeah. Yeah. for the two of them. I agree. But they're yeah. more complete songs. They yeah, are. More, they're, Winter they're, Rose they're is better, so beautiful. They're better written songs as songs. I agree. The, yes. only, the only problem I have yeah. with Winter Rose... Is that his voice is so raspy? It's it's no, the R.E.2 uh, voice. No, it's uh, no, it's the um, yes, no, it is. No, he's, he's, voice he uses I know what on, he, I know what you're talking I about. I don't think it's you make him sound like he's dead. No, but, I don't mean it like that. But but I know what you're talking about. No, that's no, it's that's, not. That's waterfalls that's, is much cleaner. It's it's a trying a soft rasp. And it, for me, I mean, the, it's a beautiful song. Mm. Uh, I just don't like his voice on it. I wish he would have cleared his throat <clears throat> and then went back and tried it again. Yeah, see, I think when I first heard it, maybe I listen might again. have felt that way. No, listen but, again. Well, no, but I mean, listening to it recently, uh, I look I at did. it as, I like to me, it was sort of, I heard it before McCartney 2, obviously, when I first heard it. Once you've heard McCartney too, and you go back and hear this, you go, okay, he was doing something. Yeah, but, but to me, if it, you're going first, that, it, but you know what? It's almost like it sounds like the bottle on the on the speaker, you know, like jingling a little. Yeah. Little. Okay. Okay. I can see. If, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, that's, well, um, that's uh, long, yeah. long, long. Right. Exactly. But I really, I just wish he would have re-recorded that vocal. But this is some of my faves on the album. I just really love. Winter Rose I'm not sure and Love Awake. on this album, though. That's my. You're right, and, and again, my... this Love Awake could have easily fit on London Town too. Totally, because London Town totally. again brings that summery vibe. Yeah, and Love Awake is there. You go. It's Love, Love Awake yeah. as a summer single would have been without Winter Rose. Yeah, correct. Love Awake would have been. But see, one thing I do love about the sweet idea is it's it's the seasons. 
I mean, it, he was thinking. I love it. it. I'm not arguing with you. around, and, and lyrically, it's actually pretty smart. No, lar- lyrically, songs, it works, too. I, well, with the two songs Would you say combined. all four seasons? I mean, I don't mean the band. I mean, I'm talking like Vivaldi. Was he maybe thinking that? No. The, no, well, well not. It's, you know, it's what possible, seasons are I mean, Million Miles? No, but know. I'm just, no, no, no. I don't mean that. He just, doesn't mean the four songs. Oh. I'm just saying within Winter Rose and Love Awake, he kind of does the the seasons. Well, he does two of them. Yeah, but okay. but... But I see what you mean. I mean. Who knows? I mean, maybe he was. I mean, you never know with him. I, I with really, really enjoy these. I, I really do. Yeah. But I mean, it's gorgeous instrumentation. I can't wait for a remaster. I was very surprised this was not on Pure McCartney. Uh, very surprised. Yeah, and Bitpop was. Don't yeah. go figure. Um, it's the only appearance <laughs> of real horns anywhere on the album, other than Arrow Through Me, which has a little bit of real horns in there. Keyboard flourishes. Finally, like again, an excellent execution of use of backing vocals. I love those little keyboards. It's very Partridge Family. It is, yeah. It's very <laughs> Partridge Family. Absolutely. Or, or actually the Melvoin you know, keyboard. But, but the keyboard flourishes are really lovely. Yeah, they are. I like the fact I love that, awake. that backing vocals are being used again to good effect and yeah. not overused. You know what I just so. thought? If you would have put Winter Rose back with footprints from... Oh, of course. Oh, my God. Would have been that a really cool single? Yeah, well, that's... I don't know if it would be a single, but that would be a great combo. I like that. Yeah, I actually made a CD collection, like a favorite McCartney things. Of snow songs? No, of just different (laughs) songs. And I actually separated these two in the... Really? Yeah. I wonder if there is a separate take of this where they don't... Where it's not Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, he probably... Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. All right. So let's get now to uh, the broadcast. Uh, to me, you know, he tried too hard to fit this in, I think, after he did reception. And to me, this doesn't work. If this would have been the second to last song and then had So Glad to See You Here Tonight as the ending, it would have worked because it would have been like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're going to wrap up right, soon. Right. And just before we go, here you go, boom, and nail you. Good point. No, but it's not. It's the third to last song, and Baby's Request is the last song. Well, so if Baby's Request would have been number 12, and then the broadcast and so glad to see you here tonight, I'd have no issue. But because it's placed where it is, it doesn't work for me. Because when I hear this, I'm always thinking it's the last song of the album. Right. And it's over, but it's not. Yeah, this so, is a Sgt. Pepper reprise. Yeah, but, it, uh, yeah. but, yeah, but, but, there's, no, but there's too much yet. I don't think it's well, necessary. No, it's not. And I, you know what? The cage should have been here. Yes, oh. I agree with that. My problem with the broadcast that brought the whole album back. Is, is if you're going to place it, then you really should have it as the start of uh, side two. Oh, sure. And then go into So Glad to See You Again. And then, you know, but then end with Rockers. But then you throw off that well, whole thing. Well, you throw thing. off the whole side. Now, if, yeah. you, if you were to start the album with this and then go into So Glad to See You Here... Which would have, been, would have been a, a good, good, good open. Opener. Then it changes the album too. So um, I like that as your side two opener. Yeah, because then it makes sense because so they're both little pieces, here. and they they're they go into a rocker. You know, the yeah. rock. I mean, to me, it, it, it makes sense if you're going to copy side and one. Close like the album with orchestra. Right. The only problem yeah. is that broadcast is a minute longer than reception. See, that's right. the problem. It's that too is long. a problem. If it was yeah, a minute, I but think they also had a couple of. Readings, one uh, from Sport of Kings from Ian Hay and yep, Little yep. Man from John Yeah, but, but here's the, here's the, you know, here, trying to be too much like the King Lear thing. But here's the thing, though. I didn't think Where, that whereas Reception had the band playing over the Reception. Right. They're not on this. No, not real. Not really. So it's... It's, it, it's it an makes instrumental, it di- but it's not the. It doesn't have the same... No, it doesn't no. have the same feel at all. It doesn't all, have so the same... That, that's I don't why think it's I think necessary. It ruins, yeah, that's why it's sort of... 
It's too long to have as an opener, but it's, it's not— It's too long as a link. But, but as a link, as a, you're right. Sergeant Pepper was, was reprieved was only in that minute 25. So this was just— Unnecessary. It, it, was, it just didn't fit, in, especially after the two songs, or the four songs, making that medley. Yeah. And then this comes in, it's like, that actually didn't help the previous songs. I, I thought that this little piece, I didn't say song— Lended a certain kind of like gravitas to the album. All no. of a sudden, I, I thought the album got kind of like heady here for a few minutes. <laughs> I, I don't think I grasped this album when it came out, but I enjoyed it when it came out. But just a little thing here. The broadcast, this is something from uh, picked up online, but David Bowie was so impressed by this track, saying broadcast is the most experimental track in Wings' output. He thought it should be released as the first single from the album. <laughs> Technically, the track isn't a song, but a spoken word piece heard over a fragment of melody. The words aren't spoken by Paul or anybody in the band. Recorded at Limpnick Castle, and then Lawrence Juber says, It's a bit hazy, but the guy that owns the castle where we were recording, he and his wife had these plummy kind of voices. I think it was like, oh, wouldn't it be fun to have them read some classic English literature material and use an orchestra background for this kind of weird interlude, and they were game for it. Mm. So, you know... Mm, um, see, the only problem with that, with Bowie's statement is that... Well, Bowie was out of his mind. Well, he was at, he out of his mind. Yeah. But if Bowie would have waited two years to hear McCartney 2, it wouldn't have been Wings' output, but it would have been McCartney output. Right. More experimental. Right. No, I agree with I you. I mean, you know, to me, the broadcast is... Uh, I'm sorry, with all due respect to the late, great David Bowie... I think he's nuts, and I think, uh, you know, he was out of his mind, and there's no way. And if Paul, you know, th- th- Bowie could get away with doing of that. Of course, yeah. Paul yeah. could not. But I'm just going with the idea which that look at what sad. one of his peers was saying uh, about Totally understood. You know, which is well, the, well the, the, the problem here is that you're, you're talking about peers versus the, the audience, your audience. Right, and right. While all of your peers can go, yeah, Paul, I get what you're doing. That's amazing. You know, we're going, what the freak is that? But would any of his peers have taken anything off of, like, I mean, I not to be funny, but did David Bowie ever hear Morris Moose and the Grey Goose? We don't know. You know what I mean? But it's kind of like, I find it interesting that his peers would pick up on something from this album and... Probably were. were I don't think his peers. I think when he say David Bowie might have been the only person. Now think about what David Bowie is all about. Oh, David Bowie is all about you know taking experimental and and reading and reading verse. Oh yeah, and doing you know he could get away with it. Yeah, and McCartney couldn't. No, and and I I think as a whole I think we've all discussed. But Paul has also done other things like this. Yeah, he did this on uh, Press to Play with Talk More Talk, where he has the the overlapping. He this is something Paul likes. You know, the overlapping vocal not vocals, but readings or funny words. Well, he does it song. even in daytime, nighttime sufferings with his kid doing the da Right, right. You know? so, so there's always something there. He, he always likes this type of thing. Yeah, but Hi, th- George. Morning, Terry. Hi, George. Right, morning, right, Terry. Right, Hi, right. sorry. So, yeah. But I, I just wish this was shorter. And, and going into So Glad to See You Here, uh, you know, that's a great song. That is well, to me. And that we're going to, let's get to that right that now. That is, uh, you know. Second Rockestra song. Oh, it's just. So Glad to See You Here. And and you know what I love about that song, Linda's vocal on that. Her back, her side vocal. I don't want to call them backing vocals. Her side vocal, so side because it's a, it's sort of a it's sort of a lead vocal, but it's not. It's it's with. I call it a side vocal, but but I, I really love her vocal on this. It's just a. It's and, a good song. I think it's, it's a the punky better, song it's that the, I think she probably well, appreciated. It's, it's the better of the two Rockester songs. 
Yes, because as, as it's a songs. more song. Yes, it's, song. it's not an instrumental now. Now it's a full song. Um, and I, I, this should have been the closer. It was so glad yes. to see you here tonight. Thank you. Good night. Yeah. We're done. You know, carry on, carry yep, on, yep. carry on. Bye bye. And it wasn't. What I think is maybe if this was considered the closer and then on the CD, like you have that 15 second gap. Right. And then you have Baby's Request come in like, hey, by the way, the smooth sounds of Paul McCartney. Right. But, you, you know, unfortunately with the banding on an album, you can't really do that too much. Right. You can, right. but he didn't. It's also... Um, I like this song a lot. It's funny. I, and again, like, I know we're, it's all opinion. That's why we're here. And I, I wrote, it's not a bad track in any way, shape, or form, but it somehow was a little a little bit weak for me. I think it's only produced muddy. That's what... But Bingo. it's supposed to be produced. Bingo. No, and but, I said the only problem to this a, one, if it was yep. produced fresh, I, I yes. think it would be one of his best tracks. Bingo. But I, you hit it. You know, I, you know what takes away from the song for me is that he went back and included a line or two from We're Open Tonight. See, that, uh, there's your, that's your Sgt. See, Pepper reprise. That's right, why he didn't this, need that on this song. He didn't, but that's I why it's worked. the second to last track on the oh, album. That, I agree with that. That, and, that part is true. And again, I think, I won't say contrived, but that part, I think, was planned. You, yes, you did, I agree. You're doing the, I, I agree. You know, it's the, it's the ho, hey, ho at the end of Picasso's yeah, but it last works words. Yep. Think of what he's saying. That's different, though. though. That's different. We're Open Tonight for fun. Yeah. And that's what's the last things you're hearing. Yeah. For fun, for fun. Yeah. Da-da. Yeah. End of album. Yeah. Well, but he doesn't do that. No. No, but but again, I think it would have worked. The thing that bothers me about this track, the horns are buried. Buried. Well, again, the production. I find it's very the whole movement of the song. Da-da-da, very James Bond. Oh no! I, I just find, find that it very James Bondish. First of all, I love the mix. I think it's supposed to sound dirty. Oh, uh, see, I think it so badly needs to be cleaned but up. But yes. I think yeah. that, I think that's what they were looking and for. And I, I wrote it. That's probably hard to do considering how many people were being recorded in one room. Right. There's amazing drum work going on about two twenty-five in, but you, but you can't, can't hear it. You can't. Paul's you know, vocal needs to be up in the mix too. And I like the harmony flourishes at the end. I love yeah. that a lot. That's, I, I, but, I love the harmonies yeah. too. So I think it's supposed to sound a little muddy and I think they, yeah, I they did a, a See, good I job of this. I've always but, loved this song. But to me, to, you know, to call this rockestra, which it technically is, isn't as rockestra as rockestra's theme. This is well, more you also regular... called it theme. There would be an orchestra for a theme. Right. And this is a, a song, and right, you happen right. to have that big orchestra right. on it, so, uh, or rockestra on it. So that, that's my only qualm with the, the calling it rockestra, because technically it's rockestra. Uh, and maybe that's why Paul didn't end the record that way. Right. I think Baby's right. Request is actually a great way to re- end the record. And we'll get to it now. So the last song, Rob, thank you. Good segue. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last song on the album is Baby's Request, yep. uh, written originally for the Mills Brothers. And Paul decided to do it on his own. And, oh, my. I, yeah. I'm sorry. It's a great song. Even when he redid it for Kisses on the Bottom yep. as an extra track, yep. it was still a great song. It's still. It's a beautiful vocal. Yep. It's a beautiful homage to the past. I love uh, the, the fills that Lawrence Juber has. Oh, on my that. God. I mean, it's so oh perfect. You, you know, and, and he this, does what Lawrence Ringo did is... on Beatles songs. Yes. I don't mean your show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He d- it, Ringo played where he was needed. Yes. yes. He didn't overplay. Lawrence Juber on this song does the Ringo equivalent. He plays where it needs to be played and nothing else. 
it's a perfect thing. I, I also, we were talking about uh, Jimmy McCullough and, and McCulloch. And McCulloch, I'm sorry, and Lawrence Schuber. This is the difference. Jimmy would have not no. played as delicate. No. Jimmy wouldn't have liked playing on this at all. I don't yeah. think so. I, but Lawrence is so perfect with his placement of the notes. And, well, like know, Tony said, he's a virtuoso. Yeah, and so... Not just raw. But we didn't know that in 79. We've, no, we we've, know it now because we, we've, we've seen yeah, him we've and seen he him. freaking cranks. Yeah, you know, he, he does... Th- he plays I Am The Warless and he plays the bass and the melody at the he same plays time. plays all, yeah. So, it's I mean, sick. I really enjoy... The, this song could have been really a bad ending. And this, yeah. this, oh, yeah, this, this turned out to be a really nice ending to this album. The way, you know, it starts out really rocking and ends on this... Really beautiful battle. This could have this. been a car crash it could have been if a, it if it hadn't been taken as seriously as he took it. Yep. Right. If it he would have played it up a little seriously. It, it wasn't considered it. a joke. No, he and, did No, it was a homage. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean a serious homage. Yep. Yeah. Probably for his dad. Probably well. for his dad, but it just comes it's a off beautiful it's song. so beautiful. And it's Perfectly recorded. Yes. It really is. Yeah. It's not yeah. muddy. It's not and again, too up in the mix. Chris Thomas stretch. I mean, yeah, you're bringing in Chris Thomas because right. he's this cutting edge guy doing, but you're you're asking Chris Thomas to produce Baby's Request. Like a George Martin would. Like George yeah. Martin would. And, and Chris Thomas, to his credit. Did it. Did it. Br- I mean, maybe this is why Elton pulled him in a year or Who two knows? later. Because of this record, not because of the punk stuff. Right. You know, Elton well, might have turned around diversity. and said, yes. Yeah, which yeah. he did some great work with Elton. Yeah. But um, this is Paul doing what he does best, in a way. Mm-hmm. The only disappointment is when you have headphones on, the fact that the horns are synthesized are a little bothersome. Mm. A little bit, because when you've got phones on. But it's I find it a it very... It bother me as much as it could have. Yeah, but it's a very gratifying album closer. Yeah, it is. Really nice. It works, so, and it shouldn't yeah. work. No, no not, on, not on this record. But, but you, it does. You can't... First of all, you can't see placing this song anywhere else on the record. And it was really well thought out on where to place it at, well, you know, at the end. I don't, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't think he had a choice, but... Yeah. Uh, well, he could have put something else on. We, we, this is what I meant in the beginning when I said, he, you know, he almost like, oh, I felt a little guilty where he'll put this, something like this on, an arrow right. through me. Yeah. Because you know what? The album pretty much cranks the whole album. Yeah. And then you get this. So it's like, I, I got to give it, to, I got to give it to the people who really yeah. want to hear what yeah. I, you know, what I'm and, known and, for. And, li- and you, you mentioned the version from Kisses on the Bottom, which was a bonus track. Yeah. Listen to that version and listen to this version. As much as Paul feels in, uh, with the version that was done for Kisses, uh, this version is just as good as that version, if oh, not yeah. better. Because oh, yeah. it, it it was just really well done. Yeah. And I just was very impressed. Well, I, I want to do one quote from Paul about the album in general. In 2001, he was reflecting on the failure of this album. And he said, these days you talk to... Now, this is again, uh, as of this recording, it's, it's 16 years ago, but... These days, you talk to some young people, and it's really cool if you don't make the charts. It's very alien to my way of thinking, mm. but in a way, it's quite cool to have a few albums that didn't quite make it. I didn't mean Back to the Egg to be underground, but it's nice. I think that's after the fact. Yeah. You know, I mean, so all of a sudden, he's, you know, he, he doesn't know what to think of this album because he's always dissed it, and, you know, now he's saying, well, and yet, it might be kind of good. Ram was, was a, a Disappointment, flop, yeah. And yet he loves that album. Yeah, so yeah. I, I don't know. Well, but Ram, Ram has also changed. Critics' re- they response didn't face. to yeah. Ram has changed over the years. Absolutely. Yes. Overall, the, the nice thing about this record, I think, is it he created a thoughtful album, but he didn't overthink it. Yes. And whether it was that Chris Thomas didn't let him 
or whether or not he just because he when he overthinks he buries himself yeah and you get an album with seven different producers and you get an album with you know yeah but new had four different producers yes, and I know. and, and Press the Play had seven but, but, producers, but new and we also, love it. But all, new also went through the, you know, him and Giles Martin sat down and mixed the whole album, so it was cohesive. Right. Yeah. The producers right. didn't mix that. What record. I don't understand is every time I come back to this album, no pun intended, back to the album, but um, I like it more, which is annoying. But anyway, <laughs> I, I really find that annoying. And, and well, we no, should no, just no, take no, one it's, minute. It, it's anyway. a good way of looking at the record. I do want to take a minute to just talk about a couple of the songs that yes. didn't make it. Yes. Yes. I mentioned one like Cage, oh, um, which is a, another sort of if you've heard it, if or if you haven't, go YouTube it. But um, it, it's sort of like a, a, a Frankenstein of songs. Yes, and yeah. if um, maybe we'll see if we can. But when I talked to Lawrence Juber, um, Lawrence said this was a, his one of his favorite like, Cage, yeah, favorite tracks of the period. Yeah, that should have been and on it. And why did this not come out? He thought it was a lovely tune of Paul's. He thought the, the said he didn't mean it right. segment was well, absolutely that great. is. I mean, you could get, you know, the part with, you know, the beginning, the opening, yeah. it should belong yeah. on McCartney too. Yeah, but yeah. but if he would have expanded the whole I've been trying to tell you yeah. that the man you was last night, that, yeah. that part, if that would have been a song, uh, that would have been a classic standard McCartney. Absolutely. It it's, really would have. And that whole thing is very Wings-ish. Very wings You know. Yes. And, and uh, again, a favorite of many fans. If, you, if you've never heard The Cage, go find it. Yeah, find um, it. Yeah, it belonged on this record. There's a song, Maisie, that Lawrence Juber released later on on an album of his called Standard Time, which is basically a Wings recording. Yeah. Um, yeah. A fun song. Paul's it, bass work is phenomenal. Does it, it belong on, on Back to the Egg? I can see yeah. why maybe it wasn't included. But it's still a decent uh, it's a, song. It's a, it's a yeah. good song, though. It's like a theme. It's like a theme song kind yeah. of thing. Nice, Really nice picking. I don't know who's playing harp on it, but it's pretty cool yeah. on that. Um, I would Denny. Probably, yeah. yeah. There's a long version of Reception also. Yes. Um, which is very cool that has an orchestra but running in it. I can see why he it. didn't use it. I can see, too, but it, that's interesting. We mentioned the other one. We mentioned Daytime, Nighttime, Suffering. I don't know why that Two. wasn't on this album. I could see why. It is totally a different song than totally. anything on this album. Yeah, but again, like in 1984, during an interview with Oprah Winfrey, he said that was one of his current favorites. 84? 84. He said this was... The, well, Winfrey apparently asked him, what's some of your one of your favorite of your songs? Yeah, he, he, that goes and in 1984... Well, he, yeah, he loves it because it's very pro-woman. Yeah, but, but it's he, interesting that... He said that all through his world tours. Yeah, yeah. so that's really interesting. He keeps going back to it. Um, it's, it's a tough one to play. Linda also mentioned it as a favorite. It's on Wingspan, you know, the history disc, the hits and history. Right. It's on the history side. What a great song, and that was left off the album. Yeah. The dance version of Goodnight Tonight, obviously, yeah. was left off. And then you go to Robber's Ball, which I'm, is a real weird one. A weird one. I, I can see how it's not fitting on yeah, this. Yeah, that's definitely your your move over to McCartney, too. Correct. Yeah. It sounds like it's all Paul on vocals. It sounds like it's no other. And it's like a little mini opera. And, yeah. and you don't know what the hell it means. Well, it doesn't go anywhere. Um, it, just, oh, it is all over the place. You know, well. yeah. I mean, this whole thing, but, there are no stouts or men than we. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, that's, that's why it starts, you know, we're into McCartney too. Yeah, you're yeah, totally that, into That could McCartney have been on too. 33 and the Third Revolution from Monkey. Yeah, <laughs> nice. No, I'm, I'm, it's true, I'm being actually, serious. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It's a really weird track. Um, or in the Frodo's episode. But now we do, and then <laughs> around the same time, he did the theme song too for same time next year. Yes. Um, during those sessions. A movie theme. There's a whole bunch of mixes on this a, one. A lot of mixes um, on that one. It's good. Song. There was a cold cut. 
I find it doesn't really go anywhere that's too strong. What, like same it, time next year? Yeah. Only because it's yeah. a theme. You know, yeah. It's perfect. You know, must we do this? Yeah. It's very, very, very written. simple. It's not, this was not a McCartney song that was, you know, used as a theme. Yeah. This was, yeah. they hey, Paul, can it. you they never write? Used it, they right. never used it. it was, and the and movie the, was actually really good. They, they said because he gave away too much to the plot in yeah. the, yeah. the song. Because Paul actually, you know, did what most. Did the whole, right. He comes yeah, well, out well, and sees yeah. well, okay, it, it should have been the closing credits. Yes. But honestly, this was something that they said, Paul, write a song for us. Yeah. And it's not one that they took of Paul's. He wrote it. So that's why it doesn't sound, you know. And finally, like to me, the what the hell? Like, why was this left off? Why did he only get one? And this, to me, could have been a single, is Weep for Love. Is Denny's yes. Weep for Love. Another song that was oh on Oh, my God. Uh, it's great. It ends does up it on fit Japanese on this? Oh, of course it does. Oh, Weep for Love, it fits just as much as again and again and again would. But would it have fit better much? on London Town? Probably. Yes. But Weep for Love, if you're going to pick one or the other, you go with again and again and again. Yeah. I agree with that's, that. That's why. If, if this was a two LP set like we had heard. What was maybe, the flip side of uh, Arrow Through Me? Was it Spin It On? I it think was, it was Spin It On. Two, it was two different. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Great Britain had a difference. Yeah, I know. But I swear it was either Old Siam, sir, or Spin It On. It's one or the other, yeah. Or we can look it up. But, yeah. but anyway, well, it doesn't matter. Weep for Love is just an old, I, one of my all-time favorites. But maybe you could Weep for Love as a, yeah. as a B-side. There's a few versions out of this also. And I mean, I've never like analyzed, analyzed, but it's a heavy little song. Yeah. It's a... It's a Nice solo, really nice what, percussion on it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's it's a nice a, song. It's a it's you know if Wings had maybe continued, maybe that would have been on another sure, song. Might have shown up yeah. on what tug was going to be Tug of War, right? right exactly, right. I mean, exactly. It, you know what? You play Weep for Love and Rain Clouds back to back. Wow. Ooh. And you got very different. A lot of segues. But rain clouds wasn't on the album. No, but, but they hide the tears. Yeah, but but weep for love and rain clouds sonically. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. A really that, that part's know. true. I agree with you. All right, so that's about it, right? I think so. There's not no. really much talk about it, but the packaging. No, no. Packaging you know, was nice. You I saw mean, the egg when you took it out. You right. had a, a, a cardboard. A lot of promotion because it was of, Columbia in the states. Yep. They were also there were like uh, promotional little uh, French uh, in France cards. Yes. Of each. Yeah. Member of wings you can get, yeah. you know, little like they almost look like tobacco cards. You know, yeah. little you, cards. But you guys said you know something interesting. I just want to really. We always do. I think when when Paul got busted <laughs> in Japan, yeah, this album just was over. died on the vine. Totally was gone. Even yeah. though it was sort of going to be gone anyway. Yeah. But once that happened, it could have given it legs. It the, tours. the tour would have helped this album a lot. Yes, I think so. His People name would be like you know, <laughs> no, stop, Sorry. Larry. Hey. Anyway, so. uh, well, it's time to be Dick Clark and write the record. Write the record. You know what? I'm going to pass it over to Tony first. Dum. Yeah. Because Rob was bending over and I didn't want to look Dum. that way. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, wow. Uh, Where to go? Yeah. So go ahead. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I have to give it at least a nine. Really? Wow. Um, I'm going to give it a nine. Wow. I'll give it a nine. A solid nine. Wow. Really? I am yeah. shocked. Me too. Yeah, I, 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 I thought nine. there was going to be a solid eight. I thought it was good. I'm giving it a, a solid eight to an eight and a half, depending on my day. Uh, like I said, if it, if side two, those four songs were just a little different, I would probably like this even a lot more. Interesting. It's an album that you go to out of all the Wings albums. It's very much a cool album, where it's not like Paul trying to be nice to, you know, the other ma- band members or anything like that. Mm-hmm. 
there is a focus on this record, and so I, I'm going to say eight to eight and a half, depending on my day. I'm surprised yeah. you gave it a nine. You know what? You know what it is for me. I, I think I, I'm, I, I'm happy to hear. I it, think it's one of these weird situations where when I find that I go back to an album for the purpose of of the show, right? And I find that having listened to that album, and obviously something I'm familiar with, it's Beatles or solo Beatles, right? Yeah. When I find that I sit there saying to myself, "Wow, I really got to go back to this record more often." That is telltale. I don't have a lot of time to listen to music. So to me, when I get get a record where after hearing it and having not heard it for a while, I sit there and I go, wow, this has to go a little higher into the rotation list. That to me is is an amazing tribute to that right, right. to that piece well, of work. Let me ask you a question so, then. Yeah. On that basis. Yeah. Prior to us saying we we're going to be doing this show. Yeah. When was the last time you heard this album? Uh, probably about, I don't know, maybe two and a half, three years ago. Two and a half, three years? Yeah. That's a long time. Not really, considering really? I've got 30-something thousand discs in my collection. Okay. He's, he's got a lot of records. I'm it's, talking it's about a, as a... You've been to his house. I have, too. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Believe me, I've been there. Uh, his, but, his I, I almost got watching, lost in the, in the collection. Gonna, his mom's I mean, been I'm, watching TV from outside, so. I'm in the middle <laughs> of listening to, like, Arthur Alexander's country stuff. You know, no, I, so, I know, you know, but I'm saying, as far as Beatle-wise... When you said, you know what, I'm going to move to Paul Solo today. And when was the last time he went to this? That's a tough question. He's had 30 hours. Well, no, and you know why, too? It's it's also the idea that, think about it, for the show, yeah. we have to sort of supersaturate. I know. I think the Beatles and Solo Beatles are in my average rotation more than they would normally be, with all respect to them. Yeah, okay. You know, I think That's that the, the show has to... Well, put them into... I, well, you give your answer. I want to bring up one more point. Okay. You know what? I'm going to give this a solid eight and a half because of the sequencing, yeah. because of maybe the million miles. I like this album a lot. This is one of my go-to Paul McCartney albums, Wings albums, right. whatever. So I'm going to say a solid, solid eight and a half. I just, wanted to, I just thought of this right when you were talking. One thing when Paul reissued this as with some bonus tracks... He included Daytime, Nighttime, Suffering. When you brought that up, that's when I thought about it, which belonged on the album very much. And then he put on two solo tracks, uh, Wonderful Christmas Time mm. and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reggae, mm. which are solo tracks. It's nice to have them as a bonus track, but as if you're thinking of this album per se, they didn't belong, they didn't belong here at all. They no. probably belonged on McCartney too, if anything, which he actually did on... But the video for Wonderful Christmas Time had this current members right. of Wings right. lineup. That's that's the weird part. Um, yeah, that is. So, and of course, Good Night Tonight, which we mentioned at the beginning of the show, Columbia begged him to put it on. Right. And he said, no, We I understand why. Um, but at the same time, they would have fit this album very well, and I think it would have helped to sell it. And I think, I'm not so sure. And I look forward to see when the, when the reissue happens, how the bonus tracks are handled. You know. I just want to throw this out there. Uh, does anybody remember the Good Night Tonight promo clip yep. is part of the video special, isn't it? No. I don't remember that. Not that I thought. Not, Not that, that I, I remember. Not okay. that I remember that. Um, All right. No, I, I don't. Because the Good Night Tonight came out much earlier. It came out. Yeah. I don't think it was. Beginning of 79 did it come out? Old Sam, sir. Getting closer, spinning on. No, you're, cor- you're correct. It's yeah. not. I don't think yeah. so. You're right, so, it's not. Mm-hmm. so yeah. But there are two different versions of the Good Night Tonight video. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah, so, you know, I would have thought, as of this taping, recording, Flowers in the Dirt is next yeah. in March uh, of 17. Right. Now, I would have thought, 
to be quite honest, that Back to the Egg and London Town would have come first. I thought so too. Uh, and that sh- I was very looking forward to it because uh, there's so much to put on those right, two albums. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's so much to put on Flowers in the Third as well. But uh, so I don't, I don't, you know, we keep saying when this finally does. Because it's not priority with Paul as a good album, so to speak. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to prioritize it that way to that, give it to us. So. Just a quick note, <laughs> just so we what? just get it all in for the current generation of listeners. Yeah, the album was re-released on iTunes in two thousand seven with Good Night Tonight. With Good Night Tonight, okay. okay, added in the lineup. Okay, so just. So currently, anybody who's going so to buy you this to album download digitally, it on iTunes, where is it sequenced? It's, it's at uh, the, at the end. The end. Yeah. Okay, see, yeah, so it's not. It was released as a bonus track on the album, so to speak. Right. Not right. part of the album. If but it was you sequenced know how in the iTunes middle, works. There's no declaration of I, something as a bonus track. So right, that's kind of unfortunate. Right. Because now anybody listening thinks that it's on the 20 album. years from now. They're going to go buy the vinyl and it's not going to be there. Yeah, 20 years ago, they, they may go out and buy the vinyl. That's no, I mean, true. Wait, talking 20 about years ago? 20 years from now, they may you go out and buy You said 20 years ago, they might buy it. <laughs> well, uh, uh, no, but I mean, honestly, if, if, if there is ever, an, uh, or if people want to go to a used record store and buy it on vinyl, because yeah, they think it might sound, they're not going to get yeah. the, the thing that right. they thought. That is a big digital issue, but anyway. Anyway. So, we've rated it. We hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, what's the full, what's the overall rating? Well, you're, you said I'm eight day nav. Eight and a half. Eight or nine, so basically. So, it's 8.666. Eight, six, six, something six, like that. Seven. Well, he said solid eight, eight and a half. Yeah. So, if you take his eight and yeah. my eight and a half and your nine, it's an eight, it's and, eight, eight and a half. half. So, cool. we'll leave it at okay. that, which is very fair and, 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 yeah. and honestly a, a very good rating for an album. Yeah. So, anyway, um, we hope you've enjoyed it. If, if not, I'm sorry. If, if you agree with us or disagree, let us know. You know where we are. And uh, this has been another review and analysis show uh, from the Fab Four Brief Roll. I have been your moderator, Mitch Axelrod. And joining me today has been... Rob Leonard. And... Tony Chuguardo. And we are now going back to sleep. Good night. Or back to the egg. Fab Four Free For All was edited and produced by Tony Chuguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York. The opening and closing theme is My Dolly by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate, available on its debut album Digital Retro and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free For All website. Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free For All. You getting up? Yeah, I'm just walking. What over. are you a horse? I'm flipping the record. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going? I'm like, Whoa. Oh, hold on. Yeah, right. He's Appaloosa. Yeah, right. Oh, he's a white Appaloosa. Wee, I'm gonna flip the record. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Oh my. Oh, well, you are married to Winnie. Oh, very good. Oh. oh. Sorry, that wasn't a knock on Winnie. No, right, no, that was her good. name because yeah. it's a, a horse, Winnie. Right. Anyway, somebody could. One of the girls Diana could crawl. cover this. Diana Crawl. Wow. That'd be different, though. I'd, that'd be, that'd, be, that'd like, be different. My but, head but, would explode. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wouldn't be the only thing exploding. <laughs> Which <Wow>. head? <laughs> no comments. Oh, my God. No Rob, Rob, what do you think? I have no comments. <laughs> I have no comments. He used to use his hands. <laughs> uh, all right, so now we're going to... My gonna... hands will be free, though. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I'm, I'm quoting help. He used to use his hands. And, and it actually works. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Rob, you're investing in Kleenex. <laughs> Rob's dying. Hang on. We've lost him. This is what we all sounded like at various times three yep. weeks ago. <laughs> all right. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
And welcome to another exciting, I keep saying exciting because... Dude, you missed the perfect opportunity. Right. Welcome to another egg-citing edition. Sorry. What? What? <laughs> Egg. I get, I get it. Oh, okay, well, I, I just is didn't. Is he doing I, like Vincent? Uh, we were talking about Vincent Price before. Now he's doing Vincent Price. People don't know what we're I'm talking about. I'm not doing Vincent. No, Price. he was trying to say egg, like egg, because the show. Oh, I thought oh, you were doing man. like we were just talking about Vincent Price before the show started, and you know, as Batman, as uh, the oh, egg, he was the egghead. Egg wow. wow, we just went six degrees wow. of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> okay, okay, I, I thought because you have eggs with bacon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my God! Wow. Wait, I have to start over. That'll be a tag. But I have I have to start over. That was great. Yeah, it was great. But what the hell? Continues. Right on set. I need an opening. Oh wait a minute. No, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god. I'll be right there, Maka. I'm on my way. See, I should have said it. I, I, was gonna, I was just going to let it go. I would drive 500 miles. Oh, oh man. Just to see the man. Oh, God. No, sorry. What's wow. the next song? No, come on. What's the next so, song? So, Derek and his brother was like 30 years older than him. and <laughs> yeah, now he, I know. Now he's up on stage going, it's a game. <laughs> what? I didn't know that was a cover. I didn't know that. Yeah, the original versions I, I was listening to on, on Spotify. Who actually. does it? I forgot. It's, the, it's the a. Set. The, <laughs> <laughs> every song in the world was originally done by, by the, the T set. <laughs> <laughs> Strawberry Fields Forever. T set. The T set. <laughs> T for the Tillman? The T set. The T set. What? Okay. Who thought of the drop T in the Beatles? <laughs> the T set. Are <laughs> right, you ready? Go ahead. <laughs> Someone's got to say it. 